Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us for Growing in Grace once again. I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Thanks for sharing with a friend as well. And all of our past programs over the last six years, 15-minute weekly podcasts, are located on a website. If you haven't, I don't know what you're listening from right now. It might be an iPod or somebody emailed it to you or something, but you can find us at growingingrace.org, growingingrace.org. Hey, Joel. Yep, you can do that, growingingrace.org. And also uh, a Facebook page. There's not necessarily a whole lot of activity there, but uh, maybe someday there could be. But you can go to facebook.com slash graceroots. That's G-R-A-C-E-R-O-O-T-S, facebook.com slash graceroots. And we post our podcasts there, and I try to post some encouraging verses and things like that there. So you can uh, find that on Facebook. Yeah, good news, that is. That's what we're about, the good news, the gospel the word itself, gospel, means good news. The uh, finished work of Jesus Christ and all that was accomplished through it, it's all good news. When Jesus was born, the angels were proclaiming, this is good news, God's goodwill toward man. That's what Christ came to do. Was God, He was God's will for man, Jesus Christ himself, because God wanted people to know that he has goodwill toward them, so much so that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can have eternal life. You can know God forever. That's the good news. But unfortunately, Cap, sometimes some bad news gets mixed into the gospel and kind of maybe turns some people off unnecessarily. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this week. Yeah, it's almost uh, like it becomes a newspaper. Yeah, good news and bad news, and it seems like the bad news makes the headlines more. I guess they sell better. Uh, easier for <laughs> recruiting, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you're going to scare people into it, you know, by telling them, uh, you better get rights or uh, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> you know, that, that's a great recruiting tool. The problem with that is that they, they miss out on, on the whole point of the gospel, and that's God's love. Uh, you see, because John told us in his epistle that there, there's no fear in love. Fear and love are, are opposites of each other. and I, So I, I think people with the right intentions get a lot of confusion going out there. And But, Joel, why wouldn't somebody want to believe this good news? I mean, there, I know there's a lot of people out there who, who don't. They're not sure about it, and a lot of that is probably based on some erroneous things that they've heard, either through church or some other thing. So they don't believe. They choose either not to believe or they just haven't chosen to believe yet. In fact, I can remember back in the old days when uh, a friend of mine, uh, who, or at least an acquaintance of mine, I didn't know them very well. They were from the college ministry, whatever it was at that time. And we were talking about a particular individual that we both knew. She made the comment to me that uh, they just aren't ready yet. They just aren't ready to make that commitment to Christ. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I didn't know this person very well, and I didn't know a lot about grace back then either, but I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what, what's there to get ready for? <laughs> I know they came from a legalistic background. You could tell just by that statement because they were expecting somebody to you know, stop doing a whole bunch of stuff and start committing to a whole bunch of new stuff, and that's not what the gospel is. So there are people who don't believe or have chosen not to believe yet because 
they're, they're hearing the wrong message. And I, I think anybody who would actually hear the good news, the truth of the gospel, why? Why would they ever want to turn this down? I don't. I wouldn't. I cannot fathom that. Yeah, I hear you on that, and that's exactly right. I think that's why we want to focus here in our program on talking about the good news. We think that that's what churches are meant to be when the body of Christ gathers together, whether it's in a formal meeting or whether it's in an informal gathering or whatever. The purpose is that we're to encourage one another in the good news. But unfortunately, like I said, a lot of bad news gets mixed in. A lot of legalism, some law and and rules and performance-based Christianity gets mixed back into the thing. And so people end up you know, shying away from the message or being turned off by the message that they hear. And what they think they're doing is rejecting Christ or rejecting the message of the gospel, but really, they're not really rejecting Christ. They're not really rejecting the gospel. They're rejecting what the gospel has been presented as or what Christ has been presented as, whereas Christ is all about God reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them. What they often will hear in a church setting or on the radio or or whatever among friends is that they need to get their act cleaned up in order to come to God. Like you say, that person who, who was talking about someone not being ready, in their mindset, what it means to be ready for Christ is that they've cleaned their act up enough, they've begun to perform well enough, and then they can come to Christ. That's not the gospel, but it's often presented as the gospel, and so indeed people are turned off by that. They don't come to Christ because they think that's what it's about. But if they would know, like you said, if they would just know the real gospel, God so loved the world, and God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them, and all of these wonderful things that were accomplished on the cross not by human performance, but by the performance of Jesus Christ himself, not by anything that we can do, but by what he accomplished, then I think, how can a person reject that message? I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I I know a number of times, probably over the years on our podcast, we've talked about what is the gospel. It's an important question. I'll never forget the first time uh, it was asked to me in a group setting, what is the gospel? The cornerstone verse that we have focused on, or the passage of Scripture that we focused on for that, Joel, is in, in Romans chapter 1, where it's, it's a revelation, the good news, the gospel is a revelation of God's righteousness. Everybody wants to know they're right with God. Now, don't let people fool you. I, I know they say they're atheists. I, I know they say they believe something else for no apparent reason. But really, deep down, people are, are in bondage, and they're in bondage all of their lifetime, the writer of Hebrews said, because they're, they're in bondage to this thing called the fear of death. They know ultimately they, they have to leave the bonds of this world and enter into an eternity. Now, I, for people who say that they just think that the grave is the end, if you listen and watch them carefully enough, you'll, you'll find out differently. So people just want to know they're right with God. And that's the revelation of the gospel. His righteousness, our right standing, with him, because of his righteousness in us, has now been revealed through his son, Jesus Christ. And so you and I, as believers, never have to wonder anymore where we stand with God. That's a place of rest. Mm -hmm. That's a place of comfort. And that's where we all ought to be, because it's been provided 
to us all and uh, on all who believe. And so I, I just think that um, those who, who get the mixed message out there, and look, there's a lot of mixed messages, good and bad news, on a lot of different topics, either from the scripture or just life in general. And I happen to be one of those people who I don't personally believe that, that God puts cancer on people or makes people sick to try to teach them something. I know we have struggles in this world. It's a temporary world. We have bodies that, uh, that aren't perfect and, and they are dying. But I just don't think that God goes around putting that stuff on people. And I don't see how that people can, can interpret the scripture that way after seeing all the things that Jesus did. He was the will of God in action. He was God manifested. Take a look at what Jesus did regarding some of those physical issues. But there are people who are concerned that, that God is causing the children to starve, thousands of them around the world every day. People are dying and suffering every day. I don't believe that God's hand is uh, involved in that. It's just the unfortunate circumstances that we live in here in this fallen world that one day will be restored to what it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. A lot of people have a, a wrong view of God, and that could be whether uh, it's something like what you're talking about. Maybe they've got a, a legalistic view of God. Maybe they've got a, a self-righteous view where they're rejecting the gospel because they're too proud. They think there's something they can do. But from the legalistic side of things, I remember um, oh, about a year and a half ago, I got to eat lunch uh, at school with my daughter. She was the star of the week, and she got to invite two of her friends to go to lunch with us. And so the girls, she went and got the girls from their classrooms. They, they were in the hallway. It was uh, snowy out. So after lunch, they were going to go outside and play, so they had to get their snowsuits. All the other kids are still in class yet, but they're going to their lockers and talking and just having fun, skipping down the hallway and uh, to their lockers and uh this teacher from the end of the hallway i call her mrs law she came <laughs> out and she was like she, i don't think she quite saw that i was with them and she said you girls stop running in the hallways you walk back to your classrooms and then you turn around and walk back to your lockers and so i just kind of rolled my eyes and i winked <laughs> i winked at the girls and i said all right you know I'll just go do what she said and a couple minutes later i was kind of where i had moved to where i was kind of i wasn't hiding behind this door but that's just where i was standing so that teacher couldn't see me and uh <laughs> so the girls are just laughing and giggling and you know they're, they they're excited because they get to get out of class early and go to and my daughter gets to go to lunch with me and that was awesome the teacher comes out again no more talking in the hallways, you know what and she just kept going on and on and on i mean she kept up with this legalistic message <laughs> and i finally said to myself all right i'm gonna step in here so i peered out from behind the door and she was surprised to see me <laughs> and i just said i cleared it all up with this i said they're with me and i think that's the difference between the message that often the church portrays christ as and the message that he really is, is about, in that a lot of people think, and this is what the girl said to me in between those two episodes, they said, yeah, she's she's kind of strict. Uh, it's almost like she's tr always trying to catch people doing wrong. And that just got to my heart, because I think that's what a lot of people think that that's what Christ is about. He's just out to catch them doing wrong. And so they reject him. And again, they're not really rejecting him, they're just rejecting this false notion, this false idea of what he is about. But if they would just realize that when Mr. Law or Mrs. Law is accusing people, Christ steps in and says, 
they're with me. They're okay. They're with me. That's the difference. That's the gospel, the good news. Christ steps in, and, and he is our lawyer, so to speak, uh, when the law is accusing us. Oh, that's a great story. I mean, there's just some real illustrations there. I even th- kind of brought to mind Mary and Martha. You know, one is sitting at the feet of Jesus. The other is just busy and frustrated. that The other isn't working. I just think there's this place of rest that we can come into and have some fun with the Father. Religion and legalism will always try to take that away from you. And I think that's why there's a lot of people who are stuck in that in-between mode, whether to believe or not, because they've heard the wrong message or they've heard something that has brought confusion or misunderstanding, and it ought not to be that way. So uh, we encourage you. Just rest in Christ and and the finished work of what he has done. Look, right before Jesus took off from the earth, he turned to his followers, the believers, and he said, go and declare the good news. Go and declare the good news. If it's not good news, then it's probably not the gospel. And uh, that's probably why a lot of people are just kind of hanging around out there trying to figure it all out. Well, amen to that, Cap, and uh, we'll, of course, have more good news next week here on Growing in Grace. Now, what about the law? What about God's Ten Commandments? Are they good news? Why were they given? Did they have a place in the life of a Christian? We'll talk about that and a whole bunch more next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.